Hello everybody, welcome back to not another isekai and today uh, Man, we are right at the end right at the end of the season um, I believe let's see one two three four five uh, Six 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 of the ten shows that we got this week are finished uh, One of them is kind of cheating one of them is Vinland Saga, so that's going to go through spring, but uh, six of the nine that could be finished <laughs> that aren't two cores are wrapping up, so we are, we're officially in the transition period, so that's, that's always fun. Um, yeah, that's really it. Let's start, let's, let's just get into the, to the finales of all this stuff. And I do it every time. Okay. Uh, Alright, so we got My Hero Academia Season 6, Episode 25. This is the end. This one, to me, felt very much like an epilogue. Um, I mean, last episode was... You know, they were getting Midoriya in there. We had some fighting. I felt like last episode felt more like the finale. And more of like, hey, we're all together with him. We're, we may not like it, but we're going to accept these here. Um, and all the heroes kind of, you know, wipe the sweat from their brow and they're like, okay, cool. We got past that. Now we can really start digging in and, and, uh, you know, coming up with some sort of plan. And this time it was like, okay. I mean, th there was some cool stuff like Stain is back. Um, we saw his little backstory where he escaped from Tartarus and wasn't really with all the all for one stuff. And, uh, he wanted to give the information to All Might, which <clears throat> gives them a time frame. And it turns out... If I was reading that correctly, it turned out that uh, Shigaraki will be ready to do whatever he's got to do in just three days. So he got 72 hours, <laughs> which is way shorter of a time frame than what they thought it was going to be. So I don't know. I don't know what kind of plan <laughs> they're going to concoct in three days, but mm, that's, that's going to be tough. Um, and it was also cool seeing him again because he was one of those characters that was pretty cool at the time. And, uh, he was, like, the hero killer, right? Like, he has his own, like, vigilante sense of justice. Um, it was, yeah, for, for the most part, wrong. <laughs> but it, it was cool to see here where he wasn't immediately wanting to take out All Might because he actually looks up to All Might. You know, I, I, I suppose he believes that All Might is one of the few ones that actually stands for what he stands for as well. Um, but for him to give them that information was like, okay. I mean, something I, I would have never expected, um... Because, you know, up until this point, I mean, <coughs> them, <coughs> them kind of scrambling for any information, trying to, because they, you know, the last time they were really on them was what, when they went to the mansion, and the mansion blew up, and All for One was like, I'm one step ahead of you. <laughs> so that didn't really work. Um, so now for Stain to be here and be the one to give them the, the info to have some sort of lead and some sort of time frame and, and see what's going on. Uh, that was, that was unexpected. Um, also with that, we saw some, you know, some bright light of hope, uh, with the one woman who comes to the all might statue every day and cleans it off. That was very symbolic saying that, Hey, you know, it's, it, it looks pretty bad, you know, out, out there, but there are still people out there that believe in the heroes. You know, they still believe in the system. Um, you know, they're not, they're not taking this one, pretty major loss as oh, well all, all the heroes are bad and we can't trust the heroes anymore that there are still people out there that are like no like we we need these guys 
we, de we definitely need them. They've, they've, they've done right by us our whole lives. And then they, they take one huge L and we just turn our backs on them. Nah, that's crazy. So that was, that was good. Um, and then all my kind of announces that the final battle is soon. So that puts everyone on edge, but also super eager, which I like, cause like you can just tell how much all the students have been through in the past six seasons where maybe like season one, season two, uh, UA would have been like scared and, uh, you know, freaking out and all that stuff. But now they're like, we're ready. We're going to, we're going to save the world. <laughs> um, you know, and that kind of touches all my heart because he's like man they're they all look up to me because i'm all might but i'm really <clears throat> you know i'm really the one that has to catch up to them and not only physically because you know all might doesn't really have his his powers anymore <laughs> but uh you know just like you know because all might was kind of scared all might was kind of floundering out there trying to figure out what he can do to help and all the kids are like we're here so um and then, yeah, and then, yeah, it just kind of ends with uh, Midoriya at the very end. I'm having this crazy nightmare for all for one, and he freaks out, and then all, all of his friends are there, right? All the whole, the whole team, you know, 1A, class 1A, and they're like, hey, we're here for you. You know, you're safe. We got your back. You don't got to worry anymore. You're in a safe place. And, you know, that's, that, that's nice because, you know, again, for a long time now, this, you know, uh, he's been by himself. He's been trying to shoulder everything on his own. And then now that he is, you know, he has one of these nightmares. It's not like, oh, I got to, you know, I got to figure out how to save everyone. I got to you know, separate myself. Now it's like, oh, no, everyone's here. Everyone is, is like his cushion, his, his like safety blanket. And it feels good because it is a, a, a very different feeling than what has been the past, I don't know, like five episodes, maybe more, whenever he decided to go Batman on us. So, and yeah, it does really feel like an epilogue to the season. But then also, you know, very much a setup for next season, which I guess it did its job because now we know, OK, next season is going to pop off. It's going to go. We're going to come up with some sort of plan. We're going to get all the heroes. I mean, because even like we had a little meeting where all the different countries and whatever, they were figuring out what to do and they didn't really want to. Uh, give up all their heroes so quickly. You can't. There's like, oh, there's paperwork. But all the top heroes were like. We don't care about paperwork. <laughs> we're we're gonna go and help All Might, um, you know. And even like uh, the one girl, the Stars and Stripes or something, she she already left. She's already on her way to Japan. She 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 didn't wait for an answer. She's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> um, so yeah, I th I think she's gonna be like a big character. I feel like they were hyping her up a little bit. So I wonder how how important of a character she's gonna be in the next season. But it would be cool to see more heroes. You know, it's always cool to see more, see what their quirks are personalities all that um so yeah that is really what the season building up they already announced season seven um very easy i don't you know from from here on out i don't imagine there ever be a time where my hero is like in question <laughs> or like, oh no they're gonna get another season like like they are very very popular um you know it is one of shonen jumps i imagine one of their main titles so you know i think they're gonna keep they're gonna keep working this the same way they do with all the other big shonen titles um but yeah again not not really much um just kind of some some doors are opening up like, again with the stain stuff and then with all the hero stuff um like the overseas hero stuff that's really all it was doing so i was setting up next season and uh yeah i'm excited for it this season is 
I think, one of the best seasons of the show so far. I think it has been kind of up and down with the show uh, throughout the first five seasons, but season six, season six was good. And now we are really, I mean, you imagine season seven really, truly going to be this, like, battle. This, like, real, like, all-out war type stuff, um, which I feel like they, they touched on a lot this season, but we never really got there. And I think now, especially with All for One having everyone out of prison and like all the baddest heroes or villains you know i think they can really do something crazy um but yeah we'll see again good good season um definitely has me excited for next season which again season five it did not did not fulfill that so <laughs> so this is already a step up uh next we got blue lock episode 24 also the finale um this is them Again, I was concerned because I was like, okay, I think there's maybe two episodes left and I saw there's only one. And I remember talking last week about how, well, how are they going to wrap up this game? Like, do the whole game in one episode? That seems weird. But then actually seeing it, I was like, oh, it makes sense. They they were never supposed to win. This was never supposed to be a real match where we're going back and forth and, um, you know, uh, you know, kind of ping-ponging with the goals. It was never going to happen. They absolutely destroyed them. We saw that Loki, the French prodigy, has incredible acceleration um and that's what kind of first tipped him off to oh these guys are different <laughs> different for a reason these guys are not in blue Lock. these guys were not uh part of the leftover like 300 people that they could kind of uh you know wrangle up and turn into a striker they're already here um and then from there on out they just lose you know uh, we you know ecg kind of realizes every one of their sh- their powers, their strengths, their weapons, they're all overpowered, you know, uh, the, the one glam guy, he can't jump as high as the other dude, you know, uh, the, the one guy is way better at dribbling than Bakura is, you know, uh, the one guy has crazy better passes and vision, um, you know, the, you know, the one guy is overpowering the freakishly (laughs) strong yet, very uh very uh underconfident man on our team you know like every single thing about our team about the blue lock team that was special that was like oh these guys are the first to win for a reason the other team just completely destroys them they are notches above every single blue lock member um again their their first call was very reminiscent i did talk about this very reminiscent of um when isagi first faced Rin and I was like oh we scored we can we can beat these guys and then Rin's team just just clowned them um very reminiscent of that and then even with, with the final goal Rin uh very very uh worth noting here that Rin was the only person that didn't accept defeat all the other four players were like yeah we're not winning this <laughs> there's no way they just kind of accepted it and kind of like took in the experience but Rin Rin was still here he was like no we can win he, we can still do that and then he got completely clowned completely destroyed uh with just a a single move <laughs> um and yeah so blue lock lost unfortunately but we do see that that was really meant to be a learning experience um which makes sense you know you know i feel like going into the match that was pretty easy to see where it's like there's no way they're this good already to beat the world five like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense like if they were, it's like, all right, this team, go ahead. You can beat Japan now. Like, that's no way. 
Um, but, you know, it did hit all of them kind of differently. And, um, you know, I do like that they all kind of took that as an experience and they weren't like super down on themselves. I feel like Rin was down on himself because, you know, uh, you know, Isuki was kind of talking about how like Rin was the only one that felt like these guys are my equals and so I have to be better than them. Whereas everyone else was like, no, these guys are the top of the top and we still have to get to their level. Um, you know, so that's why Rin felt differently about this match than they did. But, but even so, you know, um, I do think it was important, especially on, on for, for Ego, to like put them against and be like, okay, you guys are the best team. And they also did it for all the other people who passed the, the selection. But, you know, you guys are the best of the best. Let me put you against what the world considers the best of the best. And so you can kind of see your, your your difference. But not not only showing that, oh, no, you guys have a long way to go, but also like, hey, these guys are real humans, you know, and I love Bakura's uh, comments on this, where he's like, I initially thought that these guys only uh, belonged on the other end of it, on the other side of it, of, of a TV, but now that we face them, it's like, okay, they're definitely better than us, but they're not like some, some monsters, they're not some like aliens that are, you know, that we could never possibly dream of being on their level, like, no, they, we, we can do it, we, you know, you know, we've already gotten much better since we've gotten here. You know, we're we're not going to get to their level in a week, but they are human, you know, just like us. They they also started out somewhere. So, and, and, you know, I think that was the main, uh, you know, uh, goal of this little World 5 match. Um, and then after that, it's really just setting up for next season, I would say. Um, we see that only 35 players out of the original 300 are still here. We got seven teams of five. Um, so that is a, what's that? That's like 10%. <clears throat> so that's something. Um, and we see all the teams coming out. We see a bunch of new players, which I'm very excited to see. I love that with sports anime when it's like, okay, here's a brand new team full of players that you've never seen before. And you're going to get excited because there's limitless potential here. Like they could have any sort of, you know, special weapons, quirks, personalities, anything like that. Um, you know, I, you know, I love that about sports anime when it's just like, all right, Here's more players. Now you get to see them for the first time and see what they're good at. And, you know, just like the main characters are. They'll just see them for the first time. So that was pretty cool. You know, and also the way that there's 35 characters here. How are we going to distinguish all of them from each other? Give them crazy hairstyles, you know, different eye uh, patterns. <laughs> um, you know, classic anime. Um, so not Nagi's team is here. Nagi, Chigiri, and... Baru and two other players. So that was really cool to see. They were the second team too, so you you know they had a chip on their shoulder. They were like, no no no, we're not we're not doing this. Okay, <laughs> we are we are getting there. We're gonna be Isagi. Um, then we see pretty much most of the teams or, or most of the players are people we've never seen before, which is cool. Uh, but then the heartache is the final team, and we're waiting we're waiting for Rayo and Kunigami. And they did such a dumb, <laughs> just stupid anime thing where it was like, oh, the last team, we're going to show three players and the two people in the back are silhouetted. And the one player is Rayo. And we're like, yes. And the last player, not Kunigami. And that, that was really sad. And then uh, you, th this is all to create a villain because now there's, I don't remember his name, but there was the tan pink haired guy. He's awful. He sucks. I, yeah, I hope he loses. <laughs> You know, there's no one on that team I want to win anyway. I don't really care about Rayo that much. You know, I mean, you know, he's good for, like, Nagi's 
uh, story, I guess, but who cares? Um, yeah, it was very sad, Kunigami. Throwing, throwing dirt on Kunigami's name, but I mean, there is truth in it where it's like, if he lost, he lost. Like, what else? What else are you going to do? Um, and then the big reveal, which is set up for next season, is that uh, they want to shut down Blue Lock. And so they now have a last ditch effort at Hail Mary to face Japan's under 20s team. And if they win, they will hijack, they use the word hijack, uh, the Japan's under 20s team. Um, so they will then be Japan's under 20s team. Um, which is super cool. You know, again, they, they're not expected to win. You know, again, Japan, they very quickly accepted the offer because it's like, they're just a bunch of high schoolers. They're a bunch of high school nobodies. Like, we're, we're going to clown them, you know. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, Ego, again, you know, he... He might just be gassing them up, but he did say that he's confident that they are already better than that team. Um, so the one little little wrench, though, is that Japan's team added Sei Sei Atoshi, or yeah, which is which is Rin's brother, Rin's older brother, which is what he's like striving for to their team. So it's like, ooh, that might be a good player, <laughs> you know. So uh, or it, it it is a good player, but that, that might be a problem. Um, but yeah, again, it's very clearly building it up, doing it in like the the most obvious way possible. But um, again, it'd be interesting to see who they pick, though, because I don't think they can just, you know, a soccer team I don't think is 35 players. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many players are on a soccer team's roster. Obviously, only, what, 11 people are on the field at, at a time. Um, so, you know, so I imagine, you know, you know, uh, you know, Japan clubs, they don't have just 11 players. That would be ridiculous. Um, but 35, I'm not really sure, you know, so, so I'm not really sure what this is going to be then. Like, are they still going to f like play each other to figure out who's going to be the 11 players? Cause I, I don't imagine there's going to be rotations. Cause usually, usually sports anime don't really do that, <laughs> even though I feel like they should, um, you know, like with, uh, um, <clears throat> with uh, another sports anime, Kuroko's Basketball. It's obviously a basketball anime. Um, I do know basketball, <laughs> and I know that you don't just play your five starters for the for, for the whole game. <laughs> you're, you're supposed to rotate them out <laughs> because usually most players can't just play a full, I think it's 48 minutes to a game, right? Um, most players can't just play a full 48 minutes in a row. Like, that will destroy their body. So usually rotate people out. But in Kuroko's basketball, no one ever gets rotated out unless they're doing awful. And then it's like, all right, you're not doing well. You're not a good match. Let's rotate you out. But, like, in just a regular game of basketball, players get rotated in and out. <laughs> you don't just use five players for every single uh, game. Um, but, again, I don't know how this sh this will go, where it's like, maybe there will be rotation. Maybe it's just picking the starters. Maybe, you know. So I, I don't really know what the selection will be. I, you know, I said it's in three weeks. So I don't know, again, like what training they're going to do, if they're going to do little scrimmages here and there. Um, yeah, I don't I, I don't really know. But it'll be interesting, and it'll be cool to see this big match. I don't know how many episodes second season will be. Um like, is the whole season leading up to this? I don't think so. That would be a lot of buildup. I imagine it's maybe, like, um, maybe, like, the first core. I mean, even that a whole 12 episodes seems like a long time to spend on this. But we'll see. Good show. Good season. I'm excited for the next one. Next, we have The Angel Next Door Spoils Me Rotten, episode 12. Um finale this is a finale uh this was great 
this was a fantastic show. One of my favorite shows this season. Um, let's see. I mean, I mean, let's just get into it. They they confessed. They confessed to each other. That's what we we're waiting for. That is kind of something I've been talking about the last few episodes, which is like, are they going to end in a confession? Is it not? I remember me saying, I'm pretty sure I said this, where I was like, I think it will, because this is a classic like high school romance anime. And, you know, I feel like that just kind of happens. It's interesting, though, because the one drawback to that is usually romance anime. <laughs> the show leads up to the confession because that's the exciting part. <clears throat> that You know, that's the exciting part of the show. That's the entertainment. That's where the little internal conflicts happen. And so... It ends with the confession, ends with them together. Cause it's like, okay, there's really nothing else to tell. Like now they're just together and happy and whatever. Um, again, I don't, I didn't see a second season announced. So I don't know. Again, I don't really know the source material either. So um, I think this is one show that could do more though. Because even though the confession happened, like, I feel like that's not necessarily the whole show. I feel like there is still potential for just good content um, because they're still them. Like they still have their personalities, which create, you know, fun little moments. Right. And then even with how they're perceived uh, by the rest of the school, how they interact with their friends, um, you know, you know, I still think there's potential for them to still do stuff and still even like, OK, now, you know, now let's, you know, because usually a lot of relationships in these shows they don't play well after the fact where it's like okay we don't really care about watching the relationship grow or them do stuff together because we, we didn't care about that aspect of it we just cared about them getting together um but this one i feel like it's different because their personalities i feel like play really well to just more show and just like okay they're together but like you know i still want to see them do stuff you know, I still want to see them interact with each other at home. Uh, maybe with, like, the parents, that could be fun. You know, you know, there's still some conflict there, even with, like, Mahiru's parents. You know, it's so, like, there's still story that could be told there. Um, if they still were to sneak around, not really be a couple publicly, like, what that would play to. Or even if they were to go public, what that would do for... Um, you know, like different interactions with the, you know, different, uh, students in the school, right? So, you know, I do feel like there's potential for more story to be told. Whereas with, like I said, other romance anime don't really go past the, the relationship, you know? Um, yeah, that, that was pretty much the episode. I mean, it was leading up to that, you know, uh, you know, Amine pretty much, you know, uh, spilled the beans to his friends, um, was like, well, I don't really know if she likes me back sort of thing and then so i can go on my own pace and his friends were like all right man if you say so i mean it, you know it, in their heads they're just like you're an idiot <laughs> you are dumb you like her she likes you you guys just can't see it um there was the great moment and it's so funny because um if you guys care about buddy daddies if you guys uh listen to me talk about that show uh, which we'll talk about later um that show had a very similar moment to this show which um that one ha also had them at like a little field day and there was a really big emotional moment with a scavenger hunt. <laughs> and so that happened with this show too, where it was like, they like picked each other for a scavenger hunt and Amine's was 
um, something beautiful, I think. And, you know, that, that wasn't weird. It was like, I mean, everyone in the school would have, would agree with that. <laughs> you know, I mean, even the announcer was like, hey, it's hard to argue with that or something like that, right? She had some like fun comment. And then Mahiru's, the, the, the announcer read it and she was like, are you, are you sure? You, you sure you want me to? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I got you. And she's like, all right, cool beans. And, and, and Mahiru's, uh, little note or, you know, little, uh, task was to find something dear to her or, or someone, someone very dear to her. And that was like, whoa, like the whole school, <laughs> the whole school exploded, you know, like, uh, you know, cause what does that mean? Very dear to you, you know? And, um, all the guys were like interrogating Amine and it was, it was, it was very bad, but you know, I do like how Amine was, um, was kind of handling it all where he wasn't, he wasn't like cowering, which I like. And he also wasn't getting upset. He wasn't like yelling. He wasn't, you know, he was very calm and level-headed and he was just like, listen guys, if you can you at least ask me one at a time? I can't ask, I can't answer questions if you're going to ask them all at the, at the same time. I can only talk to one person, <laughs> you know? And uh, he just he just laid it all out there too, which which I thought was bold. You know, I wasn't sure he was gonna do that, um, but I feel like you know, because because up until this point, I feel like he would say he would try to skirt the truth because he doesn't want any trouble. But I think Mahiru making that move kind of gave him the okay in his mind to be like, okay, she's she's kind of okay with our quote unquote relationship being public. So now I'm gonna give some answers, I suppose. Um, which is, which is cool. Um, you know, he was kind of answering their question a little bit, but I love, um, two things about this, this scene. One, where he says, <clears throat> where, uh, you know, one of the questions was like, um, you don't even, you don't even care about our angel or, or something like that. Right. And he was like, you're right. I don't care about your angel. I care about Mahiru Shina. Um, you know, I've, I've, truncated that a little bit but that's basically what he said and and i love that because that was him saying you're right i don't care about the angel i don't care about this like this like fictional uh fantastical person that that, that you guys have just created in your minds this like uh you know it's like storybook character that doesn't exist you know you're right i don't care about her i care about the actual human the you know the real life human that i've gotten to know over what was it like a year did he say he's been here for like a year like eight months or something he said um I, you know i you know i care about the person that i actually know I, i'm the only one <laughs> i'm really the only one in this whole school that 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 knows this person and, and you all just look at her as the angel this like um this like statue that's just this, this, this like perfect thing on paper that you guys don't treat like a human you know um, and, I, and I love that line. And then the second thing is when Mahiru shows up and she just very calmly, but, but, but kind of aggressively, like just destroys this guy <laughs> because she just starts asking questions and she starts like getting him all tongue tied because, you know, he's like, oh, well, what do you like someone? Why do you care about someone like this? And, you know, he starts to talk about like it, like his style. And she's like, oh, well, OK, so, you know, all you know, all you care about is how someone looks. And he's like, well, no, he's like. You know, so it, it was just stuff like that where she she gets him to explain why 
she shouldn't care about Amine and like everything he says just sounds ridiculous. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, he's, you know, he doesn't really, blah, blah, blah. And, and she's just like, you don't know him. You know, you, you don't know him at all. And, and like also, um, he, he also doesn't uh, criticize and try to dictate other people's relationships. You know, it's just, she just flips everything on around him. Like every every single thing he's, he says, she's just like, well, that doesn't, that's not true. That's not true. And, um, oh, well, this is all you care about. Well, you know, and it really makes him look like an idiot. Because <laughs> um, again, it, I mean, it's, it's just jealousy. It's not like, there's no logic behind anything. Like, you know, when all the guys are upset, there's no logic behind it. It's all just jealousy. It's all just, I, I, I wish I was him. I've been trying to get close to her forever. But it's like, you don't know her. Like, you don't, you know, Amine didn't even approach her. Amine didn't want to know her because she was the angel. It just kind of happened and they got to know each other. Um, so yeah, I just, I just love that. I loved watching that because she, she just, she just walked up to this man and just very calmly looked him in the eyes and was like, I'm going to end your whole career. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, then they confess at the very end. It's, it's incredible. Um, it's great. They hug. It's awesome. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. That was, that was the end of it. Um, you know, cause it, I mean, again, there's, there's details there, right? They talk to each other about, um, noticing each other's feelings, about wanting, not wanting to make the first move, um, about when they noticed, when they, you know, their whole journey, all that good stuff, and it was, and it was great, it was a, it was a great moment, it was a great little scene, um, and yeah, and so that's, again, that's where it ends, um, again, I don't know if there's a second season that was announced or confirmed, I don't know anything about the source material, but like I said, I do think this show does have potential, does have, um, you know, there are a lot of different routes that this show can take to tell more story, and uh, I'll be here for it if they do. Next, we have The Ice Guy and His Cool Female Colleague, episode 12, also the finale. Um, <coughs> oh, jeez. Um... This is one that, again, very similar to, you know, I've been comparing this show to The Angel Show all season, because, you know, they're both very similar shows in my mind. They have very similar, like, core values. <laughs> um, not at all the same show. I would, I would never say they're the same show, because they're not. Um, but uh, <clears throat> this one ended kind of... Um, kind of like how I thought it would end. They didn't end up confessing. This, you know, this was a show where I was talking about it and I was like, this show could not end in a confession. It could just kind of end with them maybe having like an unspoken confession almost. And I feel like that is kind of what happened. Um, so the whole show, they were just kind of on their own on this, on this like work trip, I suppose. Um, and it was cool. We had a lot of fun little moments here where, you know, even they have, you know, they got another matching set of, I don't know, like, like pots or something. It's like, oh, now we have three matching sets of, of dinnerware. <laughs> so that was, that was fun. Um, but the craziness of the episode, I would say, came from when Himuro was having a fever and he turned small because, you know, he's sick. So I suppose, you know, we haven't seen him turn small in a while. So that was cool. Turned out like a little like, kid version of himself. Um, you know, so that was very cute. And then, you know, kind of ruined the moment in his mind. Because he's like, oh, I was going to, you know, we're here with Fuyutsuki. You know, I'm 
gonna you know have fun together whatever now not only am i sick but i'm small and it's weird um but we have the moment where he fell on futsuki on you know on the bed when he was still a kid it was very strange because like it looks weird <laughs> but then you know okay well he's not really a kid he is an adult <laughs> um but it was a moment where they just kind of like froze and they looked at each other and they were blushing and it was like uh what is what does this mean what do we do what is what's the protocol <laughs> and, you know and so that right there i feel like was almost an unspoken like we both we have these feelings right now we kind of know what's happening but neither one of us really knows what to do because um, neither one of them has really ever felt something like that before um not that one have ever been that close to each other physically before um so that was that, that was really interesting and then it didn't really go anywhere right like like you know like, that was kind of like the, the like hotness of the episode but it didn't go anywhere and then um you know they woke up and like Himaru felt bad for taking the bed so he stayed up all night doing work and that was funny um <clears throat> and then you know even to show how the relationship has grown like Fuzuki completely hitting the nail on the head as to why he was sitting in the chair and why he got no sleep and he was just like she knows me so well <laughs> it's scary um yeah, and then we have a nice little reflection on the year where they talk, where they, you know, reflect on everything that's happened so far. Pretty much just like a quick little montage of the season and, uh, you know, how it's been incredible. And then they return home, the friends welcome them home, and it's awesome, you know. So, again, I feel like them being alone like that and I don't know. I don't know. Again, I obviously don't count that as a confession, but... I think them going, you know, away on like a work trip and them having that moment, you know, I think that is something that they're both going to think about for a while and they're both going to be like, oh, what was, what was that? Like, what was I feeling? What was Fuyutsuki feeling or Himuro, you know, depending on whose perspective you're talking from, what's next? You know, like, what is the next step? Because that's not a confession, you know, that, you know, that is a big step. That is, you know, a nice little, uh, you know, sticker on the sticker board of like, okay, here's another thing that happened, another event. Where do we go from here? You know, so again, I don't know if another season has been confirmed, but I would love one, um, especially because they're not together yet. And like I said, with romance anime, at the very least, you have to get to where they're in a relationship. A lot of times that is strictly where the show will end, but we're not there yet. I could totally see them do a whole nother season and then again because i'm just get closer and closer them have these other moments um it'd be great it's awesome so again great show great season um good a good finale to kind of you know it almost kind of feels like wrap up but then there is like them at the hotel which i feel like adds a little bit of spice to their situation and i feel like could be a good setup for growing their relationship even further and like getting to okay we need to stop doing things as friends and like colleagues and now we're now we have to start working towards truly towards being like you know together <laughs> um so yeah to make another season um, i'm here for it next we have the magical revolution of the reincarnated princess and his genius and the genius young lady episode 12 uh also a finale we've hit just finale so far um yeah this one was great this one was awesome we got a lot of what we wanted um, I don't know how much of a setup it is for next season, and I don't really feel like it set up a whole lot. It felt, 
I mean, again, there are things about this uh, this finale that you could easily like trail into something for a second season, but it did kind of feel like if the show ended here, it very well could. I would I would love more of it, but if it did end, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I can kind of see how this was an ending. Um, again, I don't know about the source material, but um, I'd be interested to see if what they do if they did do a second season. Um, yeah, so what do we have? So we have the duel, right? The big duel episode. Um, Annis doesn't want to sacrifice anyone for her dreams, whereas Yuffie doesn't want Annis to be unhappy. Um, and so they're kind of battling it out, and they're, they're really battling for each other, <laughs> each other's sakes. Like, Annis thinks she's doing what she has to do for Yuffie's happiness, and Yuffie believes she's doing what she has to do for Annis's happiness. Um, the duel's very quick, though. <laughs> Uh, we just cut and Yuffie wins because Annis is strong. She does have uh, some knowledge. She does have the dragon essence or whatever, but Annis is just, or sorry, but Yuffie is just um, just naturally gifted. She's been working with magic her whole life because she was born with the magical ability. Um, so she's just, I mean, she's just better. It's just a fact. And Annis is sad <laughs> because now she knows that Yuffie gets to do what she she wanted to do and you know but that, that was the deal that was the deal you know um and so now you know they're going to be uh they're gonna be rulers <laughs> um we do have a nice moment which is uh kind of I think what everyone was waiting for in this show <laughs> or waiting for it to happen we knew this was we knew what kind of time it was um but, we, but before that happened, we did have Annis tell Yuffie that she was Isekai, basically. Uh, which is funny, because this is one of the most low-key Isekais that I've ever watched. Um, because they don't really make a big deal out of it. It's just like, oh yeah, Isekai. And, and it does explain a lot about like how Annis acts the way she acts. Um, why she's so into magicology. Um, you, know, that, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and like kind of how she can look at things from a different perspective, because she wasn't born here you know i mean she was but she has memories of a past life um so that's, that was really big she's like i haven't told anyone this um and like it was like really troubling for her like she was like i have memories of a past life and it's crazy and you know sometimes i wonder if you know i'm i'm fake like you know i'm the fake anis you know sometimes i wonder if me getting born into this new body or whatever like if i like killed <laughs> the the previous anis who was supposed to be here um, so, you know, she kind of takes it in a route where I haven't really seen other isekai do that, like have that sort of perspective of it. And instead of just getting reincarnated somewhere, it's like, what if I took, you know, like what if, you know, quote unquote, Annis already existed, was already alive here. And then I like barged my way into her body and like <laughs> deleted her soul. <laughs> right. And, and And now I like, you know. I like am you know am intruding I took away the possibility of someone better and whatever you know like that you know that sort of like crazy um anxiety induced uh you know scenario I suppose um but it was cool because you know Yuffie was there and was like no 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 yeah that's, that's not what happened you're real you're here you deserve to be here you've done everything you're great everyone loves you like don't don't, don't do that and then they they got they they got together um the level in which they got together 
remains to be seen. But, uh, you know, because they kind of cut away. But I'm like, okay, okay, that was that, that was interesting. Yuffie kind of taking the lead there, which makes sense with their personalities. Uh, but that, that was great. That was like, clapping was great. That's <clears throat> what we wanted. Um, we knew it was going to happen. Um, and uh, And then basically it's mostly just epilogue i would say um you know the the duel and then them kind of almost confessing to each other i suppose was like the meat of the episode and then it was mostly just epilogue where um you know they want to make magic more widely accessible expand the freedom that's kind of their goals as leaders they're going to lead together um and then we cut and they have flying bikes now um their dresses make them fly like they are really upping the the, the, the technology and it's funny because Annis with memories of a previous life i'm sure has memories of like again i don't know i don't i guess i don't really know what time period she's from like is she from like a fantasy time period that just doesn't have magic or like is she i mean again you imagine Whenever people get isekai, it's usually from, like, present day, right? So, like, with phones and cars and planes and, you know, Wi-Fi, <laughs> you, know, all, you know, all that stuff. So, if she did get there, it's funny to bring her knowledge where it's like, oh, well, I know how to, like, I know that planes exist, you know? And so, like, I can kind of bring that into this, this world, right? Um, you know, so that's kind of an interesting aspect. Um and it says this great this great moment where she says that you know she isn't immortal because remember you know yuffie's immortal now she made the contract with the with, with the spirit whatever um so she's immortal and so Anna's like i'm not immortal but you know i want to be with yuffie forever you know and so she's like <laughs> you know she has this new goal where it's like i gotta figure out how to become immortal <laughs> you know um and then uh yeah they're just again they're closing the generational gap ending tradition Right. I mean, I think just with them like together, I think that's like a big thing. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know exactly how widely accepted it is for, you know, for two females to be together, especially with them being co-queens of the kingdom. You know, I don't know how, how, how big that is. Um, and then we have a nice moment at the end where Anis kissed Yuffie on the cheek. And then so she kissed her on the lips. And it's just like, and it was like, hey. <laughs> And I, thought, I thought that was funny because again it just it just very much shows their their like personalities right where where you know she's like when are you gonna and then you know Annis is like well i don't know you know maybe, you know, maybe at some point and then she sneak attacks her um but again yeah the relationship is so pure it's so awesome um you know we're waiting for something like that to happen the whole season and it does and it's like yes mission accomplished and uh yeah again you know the you know the reason i say that it doesn't feel like it, there could be a next season is because again it just kind of ends you know like they're they're co-queens they're making change they're doing stuff they're happy together there's nothing there you know against you know some shows do it very cheaply where they're like and now there's you know another kingdom that wants to take them out we see them for like 10 seconds at the very end and it's like oh second season um you know, but, you know, but the show doesn't do anything like that, where I'm like, they could very well make it a second season. I would love to see them keep ruling and keep, you know, see any, like, trials and tribulations from having to, you know, expand the magic and all these all this technology. And, um, you know, there, there very well could be stuff like that. Or maybe the show, we never get a second season. The show just kind of wraps up nicely with them winning, them not only 
winning romantically because they are together now, but also them winning and they're 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 queens. They're 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 making changes, all the changes that they wanted to make. Um, and that's all it has to be. So we'll see, I guess. Uh, next we got Buddy Daddy's episode eleven. I believe next episode is the last one. Um. Yeah, this is just really. Oh man, so much, so much, so much happened. <laughs> this is the episode, man. If we thought last episode was sad, this one was like, strap in, because <laughs> you know, you know, last one was very depressing, but you know, but this is one where it's like, whoa, like you know, like more shocking, sad, and less depressing, sad. Um, so we have it opens up with they're just sad. <laughs> They are they're upset, right? They're like, oh, it's gonna, you know, they're all depressed. Ray, Ray says Koski can have the apartment. You know, there's no reason for them to be together anymore. Like, they don't need to be partners. At you know, at at this point, you know, you know, they were just kind of like together in the beginning anyway, just because oh, it just kind of happened. You know, they kind of met each other. I think they were on, they were on their mission together, right? And then they found Miri, and so that kind of kept them together. Uh, but now they're like, oh, there's no reason for us to, like, live together anymore, and. You know, I believe that was Ray's apartment, <laughs> but Ray's just like, you can have it. I don't care. Um, so they're going their separate ways and Ray goes back to his dad because he's like, you know, his, his, his whole life is ruined where Miri's gone. You know, I mean, it's not like he doesn't like Koski, but, you know, I feel like we know Ray's personality. So we know that he's just trying to separate himself. He's just like, I can't I can't deal with this. Everything is wrong. I'm just going to go back and just kind of live my life, I, you know, I guess. Um, and so that's, that's scary too. Um, and then it's funny because there was some fan theories that I, I indulged in a little bit and, you know, there was the fan theory that the mom doesn't care about Mary at all. And the dad, the, uh, you know, Ray's dad, the boss, um, you know, in his little organization, right? What was, what's their name? I forget what the name was. Um, they were like they approached the mom and they they, they were going to pay her very handsomely to like fake all this stuff and get mary back so that can ruin ray and, and you know bring ray back right um not the most outlandish theory in the world but we see here that that was not true for many reasons the the first one being the mom just wants mary to love her like you know we see them together the mom and mary and she's just genuinely because again like if this was all a ploy she wouldn't be all nice to her you know you know like we wouldn't see them together like her trying her hardest like her like you know uh her like cutting up her fingers trying to make real like hamburg steak you know because like that was the whole thing right where she just bought that from the grocery store because it was cheap and she's like haha dumb kid she doesn't know the difference what a what a loser <laughs> And, and like now she's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm putting a real effort to my cooking. And, you know, I want it to be better. I want everything to be as perfect as possible for this child. Um, you know, and even just other moments, too, where they're like sitting together, like, like, like drawing and coloring. And then Miri falling asleep and the mom just like staring at her wistfully and just like, I love this kid and I want to do everything possible for this kid. Like you can tell, like, no, she's changed, you know, because, again, it's very easy to look like you changed in front of Ray and Koski. But then now we're seeing her behind closed doors and she she's not faking. So I love that. I still feel like she has a lot. Well, well, <laughs> we're going to get to that in a second. But if, if we're just stopping in time right here, 
Um, she has, she, she has a lot to do to earn Miri's love, I feel like, where she spent a lot of time not loving this child and not wanting this child and thinking that Miri's the worst thing that ever happened to her. So her just coming back and be like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to make some better food for it. Like, you know, that doesn't cut it, but she is trying and that's, and that's really the most important thing. Um, so not completely redeemed, but definitely on the way up. So good job, mom. Um, and then we have the tragedy, <laughs> which is the, the whole last words guy. I don't remember his name. Um, he shot the mom, came in the apartment, shot the mom right in the stomach and then, uh, and then shot Koski as well in the shoulder. So the mom not looking good. <laughs> I'll be honest, probably not going to live through this. And it turns out that she doesn't. Um, well, I mean, I guess we didn't really see her die, but it's like, she's, she's probably dead, you know? Um, and so now we have this crazy action scene, which is, which is really fun, really, you know, really good. And, uh, you know, Koski has this great thing where he, he's not winning, you know, you, you know, he's not really the most, uh, you know, he says that he's, he's the brains of the operation, whereas Ray would be more of the like true, like physical assassin. Um, and then he, he, you know, he kind of very obviously kind of tips that off. And then the, then the last words guy's like, oh no. And he looks out and he's like, you know, you know, he's like looking over his shoulder for Ray. Cause he's like, wait, Ray's here. And then Koski's like, haha, got him. Reaches for the gun. Still gets out maneuvered though. And, and, and you know, and then Koski's like, doesn't matter. Cops are here. <laughs> and then the cops are here. So the last words guy leaves. Um, but then it turns out that Q was acting as the cops. I don't know. He had like, like a speaker or something that did the sirens and whatever. I don't know. Um, so that was very smart. That was very clever. Um, and I uh, dro drove the guy off. So now Koski can live. And the mom, again, the mom died, I suppose. The mom has some last words of like, take care of Koski. And this scene is so powerful to me because again, the whole like, a the whole action scene that, uh, you know, was, you know, was before this was really cool, right? Uh, you know, you know, I'm glad we're seeing more, you know, more action because, you know, they, you know, there are spies, there are assassins, hitmen, whatever. Right. Um, but um, see more action is cool. But then this scene where we've kind of come all the way around on these two characters and not only the relationship to each other, but the relationship to Miri, where it's like the mom is completely like, take care of Miri for me, you know, take care of her. She loves you. Like, please promise me you'll do this. And Koski is like no <laughs> you know not because he doesn't love Miri because he does but because he's like it is a parent's job like he wants more than anything he's like no you're you're not you're not allowed to die right like you have to take care of your daughter like she she, she needs you um you know again because b before this he would have never said that it would have been like it'd be better off if the mom never comes around ever again but because of how much he saw that she was trying to grow and be better he's completely come around on her where he's like, no, you, you have to take care of her. She needs you. You can't, you, you, you can't just leave her. Right. Um, and so I, you know, I just, I just love that. It's, it's so good. Um, yeah. And then they take her and Koski throws up the idea of an orphanage and Ray's able to convince him not to do that. Cause he's like, no, we're not going to take her to an orphanage. Like that's awful. Her to be in a bad situation her whole life with her mom and the, and, and the absentee, well, not the absentee, well, no, the, the father, I guess absentee maybe, and then, 
an absentee father and then like a stepdad that sucks and then to be taken in by two dads which are great and to never really see the mom and now the mom's dead and now he, oh, she only has you <laughs> and now you're gonna leave her too no 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 bad bad deal not good um and then they tell Q that they're quitting the hitman business they're done um, which is really interesting because this leads into what next episode is and then what a possible future is. Obviously, I'll talk more about a possible second season next episode with the finale. But it's like, okay, they're quitting the hitman business. I mean, I feel like that takes off a big part of the show. But I guess just two dads, two cool dads taking care of a daughter, I guess, would be a fun little slice of life show. I mean, that really is a lot of what this show has been anyway, <laughs> which is like we, you know, we've kind of forgotten about the whole Hitman stuff for the majority of this show. Um, but next episode, I, again, I believe next episode is the finale. Um, I imagine there's going to be a big like end conflict with the last words guy coming back, you know, you know, the boss being like, no, you have to this. No, Ray, no more games. Koski and Mary must die. You're coming back and you're going to be the heir to the business like you were always meant to be. Um, again, I, there has been some things I've seen online. I haven't seen spoilers, but I have seen people mention that this show potentially has a very sad ending. I don't know what that means <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, I, you know, I don't know if that's maybe they were referring to what's already happened. You know, which is like the mom dying and all that stuff. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I would like to think that they take out the last word that they just kill that man. And the dad just leaves them alone from here on out. You know, like they prove that, no, we're not we're not doing what you think we're doing. We are we're being separated. But that's the thing where it's like if you betray the organization, then you are you are dead. Right. So really know are they gonna be on the run for the rest of their lives you know could that lead to a season two right um does ray kill the dad <laughs> that would be pretty crazy um but yeah we'll see again good good show so far uh very shocking ending i was not i would have never guessed that the mom dies <laughs> the next episode so um yeah good stuff there uh let's see next we have vinland saga Season 2, episode 11. Um, this one is pretty great. Um, this one is a lot of the other side of it, right? So, you know, again, you know, one thing I said that I do really like, obviously I love Thorfinn, Aenor has grown on me, but I do like how they are consistent with being like, no, there are many other characters, many other players. This show is bigger than just Thorfinn. And we saw that, uh, we saw a lot of that last season. Um... You know, but we are seeing more of it this season as well. And, you know, I do like what they're what they're kind of leading to where I talked about this where I was like, OK, what is the rest of the show? You know, because they're kind of leading to them being able to buy their freedom, you know, kind of just are they just going to work on the farm for the rest of their lives. Like, do they really not have any big goals or they not know what they're going to do? So, like, I, I was thinking, I was like, they're going to the, the war is going to come to the farm, I think. And that's kind of what we're seeing here. So uh, let's kind of get into it. Um so we have a nice little thing with uh, Wolf and Canute where they're sparring and Canute gets the better of him. He kind of used some some deception where he um, throws his sister under the bus and he throws the shield and that kind of causes, you know, uh, you know, masking his his vision. Right. 
Um, so that was cool. You know, kind of just shows how like crafty Canoe is, and you know, I think that does play to his character, even just how he is as a king, where he's not really necessarily the strongest. Um, you know, but he is very clever, and that that is, I mean, again, he's got to where he is through many poisonings. <laughs> so again, he might not like strong arm people like that, but he he's very clever. He's very uh, deceptive. He is very. Uh, cunning i'll say and, and, and so that's how kind of how he has risen to his kingship um and uh he has this whole plan to uh requisition the land which i kind of looked it up and what i what, what it looks like is that so i guess they're just going to completely take over some land and we'll talk about you know a little more that's at the end but uh what I believe requisitioning means is that they're going to take over the land. It's going to be like property of the army. Um, and basically just like everything, like they're now work directly under the, the army and for any of like the, the army's needs, you know? So like the money funnels straight to them, all the goods and their wares and everything funnels straight to them. So basically going to completely take it over. Um, that's just something they can do. Um, which is interesting because that is something that, uh, Kettle has kind of avoided his whole life where he does give very, very generous gifts, I think once a year, right, to the old king. And it was like, all right, thank you. Thank you for the gifts. And that kind of held him off. It's funny because he did the same thing with Canute. And Canute was like, all right, there's no reason, you know, don't worry. There's no reason that I'm going to change the terms of what my father and brother did with you. Like, I'm going to keep the same thing. And Kettle, you can see visibly Kettle's size of relief. He's like, oh, thank God, <laughs> you know. Because um, it is, it is a very good deal on his part, you know, you know, like that is very much helping him stay, uh, you know, rich, <laughs> is not having to like, really pay taxes, he just kind of gives a bunch of stuff, so, um, and then we cut off of them for a little bit, and we have Leif Erikson, is that one merchant's adopted dad, apparently that, that merchant's name is Thorfinn, very, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of coincidences there, and, uh, in appearance, <laughs> And so it, it's funny because then, you know, Leaf is just like asking a bunch of questions like, oh, you, ha you have a Thorfinn too? Because he's talking to Kettle. It's like, oh, you have a, you have a Thorfinn too? Is he this? Is he that? Is he, is he this? Does he kind of look like this? Where did he come from? What did he do? And and, and, and now you can tell that, that Leaf Erickson has been traveling so so many different places looking for a Thorfinn. I don't remember why. Um, I don't remember. It's like, have we seen Leaf Erickson before? Did he know Thorfinn as a kid? Like, did he know him personally or is he just kind of like know of him? I don't really remember, um, but it's funny because he's been like looking for a Thorfinn his whole, and he's and he's met many Thorfins, <laughs> apparently. Um, so it's funny because like that might that might also be something that you know he he ends up coming to the farm and you know maybe that has some sort of connection to you know Thorfinn's home and his past. He's like, no, I know, like, you know, I, I I know you, I know what you've done, like I've been looking for you. So it'll be very interesting to see what Leif Erikson's uh, what his motivations are because I don't think we've seen them. We we did see Leif um in the very beginning of the season when Anar was being sold as a slave and he asked me he was like oh do you have anyone that looks like this blah, blah blah and we're like no we don't have anyone that looks you know no blonde iceland warriors nothing nothing like that um so it's funny that we came back around so i feel like there is a point to his character i just i just finished to see what it is um and then um and then we have the very end basically where canoe accepts kettle's gifts right i already kind of mentioned that and Omar has an, has an outburst where he wants to serve in the army, but he can't cut the pig. <laughs> he is uh, very, very shameful. 
you know, just him screaming over and over like a like a super cliche shonen protagonist. Um, you can't really get that's not good. He, he, I, I'm, I expected that he was supposed to make like a clean cut. <laughs> Doesn't do it. He's like, he's like slicing it too, and I'm like, that's not. What are you doing, dude? Um, and it turns out that they, you know, Canute and his and his people talk in private, and they're and they're apparently going to use Omar and requisition Kettle's farm. So that's like a big, a big thing. Um, I don't really know what that means again. Like, again, I, I'm assuming that's what requisitioning is. Um, they're going to use Omar somehow to like, I don't like, they're going to make him join the army maybe and like him be the link to the farm. I don't know. Very strange. Or, or if he's going to be like a martyr because he is a Dane. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be interesting. So uh we'll see we'll see what happens next episode you know i'm you know i'm thinking we're definitely going to see the aftermath of that you know i I imagine we're going to see that plan go in action the whole like requisitioning um maybe we'll jump back to thorfinn i don't know which this i don't know uh next though we have trigun stampede episode 12 this is the finale and a season two is confirmed um is it a season two or was it a movie i don't know they're there is more content confirmed. <laughs> um, so we have... Uh, okay, so yeah, so basically... Uh, the beginning opens up and it's great. We have uh, Nia, who's going to connect to the planet core and turn all the plants into independence. Um, very sickening, right? I mean, I mean, at least for the humans, right? Because all them independents are going to take over the world. Not good. Not good for them, but... Um, I do like that it was Meryl's voice that brought Vash back. Um, again, you know, this whole sort of conflict between Nine Vash and um, their perspective on humans, their relationship with humans, how they're so completely polar opposite. Um, so for Nine to have this plan to basically take over the world with plants and for it to be Meryl, a, a straight up human, to be the one that brings Vash back to then... Uh, foil <laughs> Nye's plans is just sort of poetic, I, I guess. Um, and we have this sick action scene. We, we haven't seen a really good one in a while with where Vash is just going off. You know, Vash, just like all the different like slow motion sequences and like how he is sta- he's standing on his own two feet against Nye, who has these crazy, you know, like tentacle knife powers. Um, the one part that I'm remembering in my head very vividly is he like throws the magazine to his gun and it goes in slow motion and he like he like um, sweeps his gun through the air and like catches the magazine to reload is like so cool like it's so dumb but it's 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 so cool <laughs> it's so fun to watch. They have this really cool action scene um, and then it ends with Nia just straight up killing those soldiers in like one slice. And it's funny because, again, the whole perspective on humans, you know, I think that is the big uh, through point in this whole show. And it it really comes to a head in this finale where he's like, you know, they're all, you know, they all see him as the the humanoid typhoon. Right. And he's like, no, 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 get away. You're all going to die. You're all in danger. Please leave. And they're like, put your weapon down. (laughs) He's like, no, please leave, leave like you like this is not safe. And then for it to end with Nye just killing them on one sweep, it's just like. Again, their their perspective is different. Where Vash does not care. Vash knows how the humans look at him, 
and that he would like to change their you know their opinion of him but even if it doesn't happen he's okay with that he's just gonna stay out of their way and try to convince them again every time the dust settles whereas nye is just like kill them all <laughs> kill them all we don't need them they don't they don't like us anyway they'll never understand let's just take them out um and then yeah so they have then they have the energy and vash is able to blast the energy into space to stop uh to to finally stop nash's plans and also save the planet and nye ends up killing himself in the blast um you know i, I suppose that was like a last dish effort by him you know he i guess realized that that was really it like vash doing that there's nothing else i suppose nye was going to be able to do to you know achieve the the, the plan of having all the independence and trying to create a paradise for them you know even at the very end he was in his own twisted way thinking of him as uh, you know as Vash's brother and he still kind of framed it as I'm doing this for you I'm doing this for us you know um so I guess that was like well if this is it then I'm never gonna be able to do it so I would I would rather die so yeah that's, that's I, I, didn't, I didn't expect that um but it was, I guess, a very fitting ending to his character, cause, you know, because you know, again, it was just their both of their ideals. The whole show was both of their ideals clashing with each other, and that Va Va Vash won. You know, Vash has won. I mean, again, I don't think Vash wanted Nye to die, because again, he still loves him the same way I believe Nye loves Vash. But it was never going to work out. It's never going to work out. Um, and then we have a little bit of an epilogue. Uh, we have Meryl. He's, you know, she's getting a newbie who specifically requested her. I don't know if we've heard of that character before, but that's cool. Um, I'm sure we'll see more of that. Um, and it's cool. It's kind of like restarting the process where it's like, you know, um, uh, what was the other dude's name? Uh, I don't remember his name. Meryl's mentor who died, right? So now it's like, oh no, Meryl's getting her own, uh, you know, newbie, <laughs> right? Um, so that's cool and then we have the very end where vash uh Mero hasn't really seen vash in, in in a while um you know he's still uh on the run i suppose you know people are just like oh this, he just disappeared <laughs> um and then at the very end we're pretty sure i'm pretty sure that's that's vash at the end who's playing the piano um so yeah he's kind of secluded he does have someone there i don't know who that is he's just kind of it kind of reminds me of like beauty and the beast where the beast is just kind of on his own secluded he does have his own little servants and the people who take care of him whatever but you know he's just kind of very much a, a recluse um and so that kind of reminds me of vash here where you know he just again I'm, he, he lost nye like i'm sure that hit him super hard so it's gonna be cool to see what next season or the movie or whatever uh brings because we're gonna see a new vash new meryl um i don't really know what the conflict is gonna be either because nye's gone <laughs> So, um, but yeah, overall, I thought the show was really good. I think it, it, it did have some points where I felt like it was dragging a little bit, but I, you know, I think for the most part, when they focused on the Nye versus Vash stuff and not, not so much the, here's another character that was affected and we're going to see his story that you don't really care about, or at least I didn't, you know, you know, I think it was where, where it was at its strongest. So, um, just to see what they do next season and just shout out to St Studio Orange. Um, they are consistently the best anime, uh, the best anime studio when it comes to 3d um like by far like like everything like if you haven't seen their stuff go watch uh b stars which is very good 
you know, I thought season one was much better than season two, but season two is still pretty good. But please, if you really want to watch something incredible, go watch Land of the Lustrous. Land of the Lustrous is, I think, their their magnum opus so far. I hate <laughs> that they haven't done another season because there is more story to tell there. They did that and then they did two seasons of Beastars, which I think, I don't know if they're doing more Beastars. Uh, but then now they're doing Trigun and now more Trigun, so... Would really, really want them to go back to Land of the Lustrous. Um, but yeah, just shout out to them for being incredible. And again, for that, for that action scene too was like, you know, at some point they're just showing off. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then we got Inspector season two, episode eleven. I believe there's one more episode after this. Um, so probably gonna be a, very much an epilogue and probably setting up next season. It's what the episode's gonna focus on. Um, and this is the end of the, uh, you know, this little, uh, mystery, I guess, where Kotoko just goes off <laughs> and she's like, this is what happened. Um, so we have, so basically the answer here is that, um, so we have Subuki, who is the fox spirit, was going to kill Sumi, but then another person stabbed her to death. And we find out that that is, uh, Kaoruko. Kaoruko, yes. But that is Kaoruko. She's the murderer. Um, she planned on doing this. And, you know, just she was the one who finally enacted her plan. You know, everyone had a plan to kill Sumi. It just turns out that Kaoruko was the one that was able to do it. <laughs> um, was able to actually succeed, uh, you know, fulfill her, her, her plan. Um, and it's funny because we have Sumi at the end where she apparently yelled that her killer was a man to deflect from Kaoruko. So even at the end, she was trying to save her daughter, um, which is just a testament to a mother's love, <laughs> right? Um, but she still did it. And, um, you know, you know, that was kind of through a wrench in this whole investigation, right? Because it wasn't there and then everyone else, all the other people in there would have had alibis. So that was that was certainly something. Um and so yeah, she kind of goes into depth and, you know, Koya's the whole time there is like, yeah, but what about this? Yeah, but what about this? Oh, you already de you already debunked that. You already disproved that. And, uh, you know, Kodoko you know, Kodo just comes back with like, well, no, actually, <laughs> this happened and that happened. There's no way she could have checked her post because she had gloves on and she told uh, uh, Rion about this and she, um, you know, Subaku's there and saw it and you know all this stuff about how like well, well I I debunked it without this extra piece of information that I'm now revealing to you um you know I you know Kodoko went along with the whole suicide thing because she wanted to see if the grandfather was actually going to uh you know was actually going to just admit to it and be like yes that that that's my story and and, and she even said that where she was like yeah, I wasn't going to say anything because I thought, you know, I was going to see where it went. But you know that you're trying to play off this whole suicide thing? Nah, here's what really happened. Um, and then Koya was not happy about that. He pulled the gun, um, which was very scary. I didn't think it was going to I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> he was like, they know too much. <laughs> I trust our family to not spill the beans about this. But they they came here. They they were here for a reason. They, they want something out of it. We, we got to kill them. And we, we know that's not true. We know that Kodoko and Kuro are just literally here to just tell the truth and just expose the truth. And, just, you know, we're, we don't have any, any ulterior motives. Um, 
And then, you know, I feel like from here, from, you know, from this point in the episode, we knew it was going to happen. Um, you know, he, he shot Kuro, but Kuro's immortal, so he took the gun. And, you know, they just kind of play the whole supernatural element to it, which which I thought was really funny. Where he's just like, oh, no, but I shot you in the head. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And then, and then Kotoko's just like, we're spirits. <laughs> we, we are gods. Kneel before us. You know, she's just like, yeah, we're so we're basically just like a daydream. We don't really play by your reality's rules. So why don't we just forget this happened? You just let us walk away. And like I said, we're not going to say anything. And it, and it, 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 sh- it shook him. <laughs> um, you know, but I do love that because they never really played that card before where it's like, oh, no. And then they're like, no, we're we. <laughs> what do you think we are? Mortals? You know, so that uh, was very funny because it, I mean, even like props to Kotoko because Kotoko can die, you know, with, you know, from my, uh, you know, from my knowledge of her, she can die. So when Koya pulled the gun on her and like, you know, pretty much put the gun to her, to her brain and she didn't even blink. I was like, Kuro's, invin- Kuro's immortal, but I don't, I don't think Kotoko is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's not. She might be. I don't. <sighs> I don't think she is. Maybe she, because, you know, she's like the goddess of wisdom. So, like, maybe she is like a true goddess and she doesn't, and she also, she's also not mortal. Um, maybe. But if she's not, man, she was nerves of steel. <laughs> um, and then we have, again, some epilogue where uh, Kaoriko tried to kill herself, but, but Koya was there to stop her because she, she was just again destroyed about the whole thing where like her, her her secret was out like she was exposed um you know so that was that was really sad um and the grandfather was also hospitalized because he sort of collapsed under the under the weight of you know because again he the whole point of this was you know him trying to expose himself uh you know tattle on himself for this whole situation and it turns out that he inadvertently exposed his granddaughter <laughs> um so that was oof that was that was something um, or his daughter, granddaughter, daughter, I don't know, daughter, right, because Rion is the granddaughter, right, yes, gotcha, um, and then, uh, we, you know, we see some, we see some good stuff here, which I think is what's leading to next episode, and I think is what's going to set up maybe a third season, which is, uh, him revealing that he talked to Rika before all of this, which, if you forget, Rika is, uh, Kuro's sister, or cousin, cousin i think um so she also has some powers as well just like kuro does and uh she was kind of the 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 puppet master with this whole thing where she was the one that was like hey why don't you talk to you know my you know my you know my cousin is with this uh this this kotoko lady and she can sort of she's with the whole spiritual stuff and she can kind of help you with all this um you know she was was the puppet master with 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 this whole (laughs) this whole murder situation this whole like murder mystery um you know which which again led them to meeting kotoko and kuro so what are, you know, what are Rika's motives there? You know, you know, it seems like they're always chasing her and they don't really know what she wants. So, you know, I think next episode is going to be fully devoted to that, to like searching for her. And again, maybe setting up a, another season where that is kind of their main goal is them kind of clashing with Rika. Um, but yeah, we'll see, you know, again, a, a very nice ending to this little mystery, flipping it on its head, being like, it was not a suicide. It was actually a murder. And here's how it happened. And also, you can't kill me, because bullets are not my weakness. <laughs> so, yeah, excited for next episode, see how this all this wraps up.
Um, and then, yeah, last one. We got Tokyo Revengers Season 2, Episode 11. This one is 13 episodes, uh, to my knowledge. So we do have a nice little couple more episodes to see how this wraps up. Um, but, you know, because and, and, and the way this episode ends, it makes sense. Because this episode, you know, last episode, I think, ended and we're like, okay, what is what is the rest of this show, though? <laughs> like, why is there three whole episodes left? Like, the, the conflict is over. You know, he, he made up with, with uh, Hinata. Uh, what are we going to do in three episodes? So, it makes sense, though. You know, so we have uh, two big things, right? Um, one smaller thing though is this episode does open up with everyone still loving Hakai, right? Hakai wants to like atone for his sins and everyone's just like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. We, we, we got your back. You know, you, you're saying, oh, I did the conflict, the truce, whatever. It's like, we don't care. We, we got your back. You're part of Toman. You, we, we still love you. And so, you know, it, that, that was nice for Hakai's character to still feel like he was part of it. Um, um, you know, another small thing is that uh, Black Dragon is now going to be assigned under the first division under Takamichi. Um, clearly, clearly some ulterior motives here, but that's part of the truce. That's part of, you know, merging that. It's part of squashing, not, not really the beef, but just like uh, absorbing Black Dragon. Um, so I'm, I'm sure that'll be part of the conflict for next season to be like something is a foot <laughs> um so a little little bit scary there um but one of the big things big things that happen here one of the two big things is mikey kicking kiski out for instigating the christmas conflict that's huge because one kiski's out right normally you know you know people don't really get expelled very often from you know from toman so that in itself is huge and then we have um, him exposing to be like, hey, Kiski was the one, he was the one that started all this. So now, you know, you know, because when, you know, when, when he first said it, people were like, oh, why, why are they kicking Kiski out? And then him being like, for instigating the Christmas conflict, everyone's like, ooh, that's not good. That's not a good look. <laughs> you, yeah, no, you, you, you instigating this, you, you kind of deserve it because, you know, you know, even, uh, you know, Kiski and like his, his, his right hand man was like, if you kick me him out, you have to kick me out. And if you kick me out, 200 of Toman members are coming with me. Do you really want to reduce Toman's numbers to that? And and I love it because at that point, you know, you know, Mikey's answer to that was, okay, first off, I don't care. <laughs> you know, if you, you know, you you been seeing this conflict between us, you you you've betrayed us. Like, you know, you went behind Toman's back to do this. So, you know, we don't need a snake like you in Toman. And then two, that is when he um when he when he basically uh revealed that he that they were behind the, the christmas conflict which was like and you know two you're behind this you know like like you did this and, th and then that kind of turns everyone because before that you know everyone was probably on their side of like yeah if you kick him out you kick us out what's up with that and then now that they heard this they're like you know what never mind <laughs> We're, we are not riding with Kiski if, you know, we, you know, if he was behind all of this and like almost got some of our members killed, right? No, 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 you know, so I love that, you know, you know, I love Mikey holding his ground and being like, I don't care about what you think you were doing about why you wanted to do this about, oh, it was, it was for you, it was for the good of the group, you know, and, and I love the little, um, 
split screen of this where we see Kiski pleading his case and then we see um, flashes to the future where, you know, with, you know, with Takemichi about other characters talking about Kiski and about like what he was always trying to do about like, oh, he was, he was always trying to take out Draken. He was always trying to get good with Mikey. He was, always, you know, like all this stuff, which is like completely like rivaling everything that Kiski is saying right here in the moment to like plead to Mikey for his case to not be kicked out. I love the way they did that. That, that was so good, you know, and then for it to end with Mikey being like, no, <laughs> and then walking away, it's just like, oh, it's, it tastes so sweet, you know, because um, again, you know, at that, that point, Takamiji won, right, we, we have a little epilogue here where everything's great, you know, the, the, my anime list made a mistake, there's actually only 11 episodes, we don't need two more episodes, right, and obviously, uh, you know, Mikey here giving Takamichi a bike, to be like, oh, well, you're the leader of the first division. You got to have a bike. And then a nice little comedic moment where Takamichi isn't quite getting Mikey's instructions on how to <laughs> on how to ride a, a bike. So that's that's funny. Um, and then them taking a group photo, because in our mind, we know Takamichi is never going to see them again. I mean, he might see he might see them in the future. Well, I guess in the in the present for Takamichi. Um, but, but, you know, he's he's gone like he, he, he's going to shake. uh Naoto, I believe is his name, Naoto's hand, and he's gonna, he's, he's never coming back to the past, he has no reason to, he, he won, right, he, you know, got, got Kiski out of here, he, you know, it's everything's stable, we good, right, and then he comes back, and he's at an event, and like, the, the more you look at it, the more, the, the more I'm looking at this, I'm like, oh, this is a funeral, oh, someone, someone's dead, <laughs> who's gone, and like, you kind of run through your head, and you're like, is it Mikey? You know, cause, you know, you know that because like stuff starts to add up where you're like, okay, this is why. This is why there's more shows. Someone big is dead. Is it Hinata? That'd be terrible. I mean, I mean that would be too easy. Where it's like she died. She still died. <laughs> how how is this still happening? <laughs> um, but then you're like, oh, oh, maybe it's Mikey. You know, because you know, that'd be pretty big, right? But like, what would whose death would have to happen? For him to go back into the past and be like, so, something else has to change. Something else went wrong. And it turns out it was Mitsuya. Mitsuya is dead. Which is big. That is a big death. So how did that happen? Why did it happen? What does this mean? Right? So now, now he has to reassess. Okay, where, where's everyone at? Is this the future that we want? Who else is gone? What happened? You know, so that, that right there is big. They got us. There are two more episodes. <laughs> now you know. Now we see why. Now he's gonna probably reconvene with Naoto and be like, "What is happening?" <laughs> you know. So we'll see. We'll see. What, well, I mean, I'm excited for it again. You know. The, you know this show. Oh, I, you know, I wasn't sure how excited I was gonna be for another Tokyo Revengers, but the show's got me so far, and I'm, I'm excited for the next couple episodes. See how this wraps up. Um, so yeah. And that is it. That is now another isekai this week. Um, good stuff. Again, we finished, what, six of the ten shows, right? Because we finished My Hero, Blue Lock, uh, Angel, Ice Guy, Revolution, and Trigun. Yeah, so six of the ten shows we finished. Um, let's see. Uh, Buddy Daddies, I think, wraps up next week. Inspector, I think, also wraps up next week, so we'll finish a couple more shows next week. Um, Toko Avengers is an extra week, 
and uh, Vinland is gonna, you know, continue to next season. So, um, but yeah, we're we're getting there. Um, what I will say is I did already record a spring 2023 preview, so that's gonna go up uh, in a few days, probably Thursday or Friday, as your as this is because this drops on Monday. Um, so this will be like Thursday or Friday. I'll drop that. So that's me talking about all the shows that uh, that I am planning on watching next season. Um, I believe there's a total of 15, so that'd be 15 plus Vinland Saga. Um, again, that can you know that, that can always change. There'll be some that might be added, some that might be dropped. Um, but some some good stuff. So I, I definitely implore you to first you know you know take a look at the upcoming crop of of shows and then listen to. Uh, you know, the next episode to see what, you know, all my thoughts are, all the, all the shows that I think are going to be worth watching um, so that you're ready, so that you're ready for maybe next week. I don't think that any of the shows will actually air by next week because that'll be what? That'll be the... Um, so, so Monday is the 27th. That means the Saturday is going to be first i believe yeah i don't think that any shows will air in time for me to watch them but we'll be close so <laughs> um so yeah that's it um yeah we're wrapping up the season getting ready for a new one and i'm, I'm excited for it o always excited for this weird transition period so um yeah that is it until next time watch more anime